You're listening to the Ellie Castro Show. I am Ellie Castro. And I'm Jose Rodriguez. I did a show in Aurora this past weekend, Aurora, Illinois. And someone came up to me after the show and they told me that they had enjoyed themselves, which is cool. But they also told me that they are a fan of the podcast, The Ellie Castro Show. Nice. And it's great when they have a good time with the show, but it's even better when they are a fan of the podcast. You know what I mean? Because this is something that we do out of love. Right. So when somebody tells me after the show, hey, I love your podcast. I listen to it all the time. It just makes it, I don't know, it makes the moment feel that much more special. Makes you feel closer to them. Makes you feel like family almost. So I'm like, that's awesome. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast. And she said it helped me during my 13-hour road trip with my son. Wow. And I thought, perfect, because that's what the podcast is meant for, right? To kind of, you know, accompany you during uh, a commute to work or, in this case, uh, to visit family. You know, ideally, the commute would be 30 minutes or less, right? Because that's usually the length of the episode. But in this case, she could listen to a whole bunch of episodes. So I'm like, that's great. You know, did you like it? She goes, I I loved it, but I had to convince my son because he's not a fan. What? I understand that, you know, it's not going to be everyone's cup of tea. By the way, I don't even like tea, so I don't know why I just said that. (laughs) Why you made it a cup of tea? Well, yeah, you know, it's not everyone's cup of juice or or cup of Malta. Or cup of Gatorade. Yeah, the blue kind. So it's not everyone's cup of blue Gatorade. Right. Okay. But I still don't like to hear that somebody doesn't like my podcast. And I go, why? Why doesn't your son like me? You know, because you take it personal. Right. And she goes, no, he just, he prefers listening to podcasts that are intellectually inspiring. So he's saying this podcast is... Dumb. That's what he's saying. (laughs) That it's dumb. That it inspires the dumb and simple-minded. That's how I took it. Right? Because what's wrong with my podcast? Yeah. Nothing. It's entertaining. It's funny. And that's in your brain. Right. That's part of the intellect. Yes. So it inspires something in there to make you laugh unless he's got no sense of humor. Ah. So I did a little research and I found this. Do podcasts increase intelligence? I don't know, Google. That's a great question. Why don't you answer it? You know what Google said? What? Google said a 2016 study out of UC Berkeley, which by the way, that's a smart university. Yeah, that's a very smart university. UC Berkeley. That's SOA de California. Mm -hmm. So if you go all the way out there, you got to be smart. Concluded that listening to narrative stories much like podcasts, can stimulate multiple parts of your brain. So whether it's that adrenaline rush you get from true crime podcasts or a comedy podcast that boosts your endorphins, there's truly something out there for everyone. So we do produce something that's good for somebody. In your brain. Yeah. Right? Maybe not his brain. It goes, consuming information can activate your mesolimbic pathway, also known as the reward pathway, releasing dopamine throughout the brain. This quote-unquote feel-good chemical is responsible for pleasure and lighting up your mind's reward centers. So the Ellie Castro show is rewarding to the brain when you listen to it. Very much so. Yes. Okay, and I find I find this research intellectually inspiring. Yes. Okay. Yeah, well, I mean, isn't comedy good for you? Good for the brain stimulating? Yes, and I found this other article that says that laughter actually is the best medicine. Ah, uh-huh. It goes, when your brain consumes chuckle-worthy content, and I think what we produce here at the Ellie Castro Show is chuckle-worthy. Yeah. I would think it's above chuckle-worthy. I think at least two chuckles. At least carcajada-worthy. Oh, I like that right? one better, yeah. It's definitely LOL content. Yes. But it's above chuckle-worthy. It says it activates your frontal lobe and cerebral cortex. Oh. I don't even know where the cortex is. Neither do I, but I like that we're activating it. It goes, your frontal lobe is what 
what decodes the joke to determine whether it's funny or not. Ah, see, so we're stimulating that. Oh. We're making you figure it out. Although I'd like to think that the Ellie Castro show makes it easy on the frontal lobe because it's funny. If your frontal lobe is too activated, that means it's not very funny. If you had to think about it too much, right, it, right. it se te pasó. If the frontal lobe is working too hard, it's not funny. So we make it easy here. The frontal lobe, papa, you take a nap. Okay, the frontal lobe can just take the day off. Just let the ears do the working. It goes, when you think something is funny, your frontal lobe sends the message to your cerebral cortex. Frontal lobe, do us a favor. Just pass it on to the cerebral cortex. As a matter of fact, cerebral cortex is too fancy. Let's just call it the CC, okay? Yeah. Pass it on to the CC. It says, which is what triggers things like laughter. Ah, so laughter comes out of the CC after it receives it from the frontal lobe who receives it from the ears. Right. Okay. I hope this is inspiring this lady's son. Okay. That's a big process if you think about it. Like the whole process it took to go through the ear to the frontal lobe to the CC, then you laugh. I don't think we've ever gotten this deep at no. the Ellie Castro show. Okay. I didn't realize a joke took that long for a person to yeah. laugh. You know, being into Intellectually inspiring is actually very unfunny, okay? <laughs> it goes, humor also lowers levels of cortisol, meaning that it's ideal for stress reduction. Yeah, because it puts you to sleep. Kind of like us talking about the chemical breakdown of how a body reacts to a joke is putting us to sleep. Yeah. Yeah, that's why it reduces stress because I'm bored. It relaxes you too much. Way too much. So intellectually inspiring is nice if, you know, you want to go to bed. When I hear that, I think of like the music they play on elevators, that elevator music that you want to fall asleep as soon as you walk in. But this lady's son will probably be like, oh, my God, I am inspired. I want to write yes. a poem. This is great. Or a sonnet. Can we get my workstation on the elevator? Yeah, I want to write America's greatest novel. Hey, look at this. I just Googled and found the top intellectual podcasts. Okay, so obviously the Ellie Castro show is not on that list. Nope. No, because that cannot be a comedy list. No. All right. So what, what'd you find? Modern Wisdom Podcast with Chris Williamson. That sounds perfectly boring. No, here it says how to use mindfulness in daily life. All right, so let's give it a shot. But when you start doing this practice more, you'll start noticing how much that you're actually doing without realizing it. You'll notice how you're shifting in your chair. You know, you'll, you'll notice all those little movements and stuff like that. And what gets really trippy is that then you start to notice like something, for the example, of like, oh, if your arm is itching, if you were completely unexamined, you'd be sitting there at your office or home, your arm would itch, you would scratch it, and you wouldn't even think about it. It, it would happen way, way in the background. If you're noting your, your your present experience, you'll note it. Oh, I just scratched my arm. That's interesting. Cool. And then as you continue practicing this, uh, as time goes on, then you'll get to a place where you can, if you so desire to go deep into it, of, oh, my arm is itching. I want to scratch my arm now. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. My brain is itching. I want to <laughs> scratch my brain. It's what I felt. But you can't scratch it? No. My frontal lobe shut down yeah. like six seconds into it. My cerebral cortex was shutting down. Like my whole system was like, what are you doing? He reminded me of one of those professors you have in college that you have to keep yourself awake because you know if you listen too much to what he's saying, you're going to fall asleep. This is when you start doing either other work <laughs> from other classes uh, or you start like pinching your leg really hard to stay awake. 
ache. Scratching your arm. Because you got that, that itch. <laughs> that right? itch. Or you start thinking, okay, when can I leave? Without anybody noticing. Yeah, you don't want to draw too much attention, but you're heading to the registrar's office <laughs> to drop this class as soon as possible. Okay, so what else you got? All right, this podcast is called Artificial Intelligence, podcast with Lex Fridman. All right, so this definitely sounds like it would be intellectually inspiring. And I found this one that's by Rodney Brooks Robotics. So wait a minute, so it's not Lex Friedman? No, he brings in guests to talk about stuff. Well, that's easy. So he's the dumb guy who brings in smarter people? Yes. So I don't understand. It should be uh, artificial intelligence by whoever my guest is. <laughs> this guy, Rodney Brooks, is the guy that invented iRobots. Okay, so forget Lex Friedman, right? This is the guy. Yes. Look, look, his, 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 his two great runs. Great. Unbelievable. 1903, first human um, power, human, uh, you know, heavier than air flight. Yeah. 1969, we land on the moon. That's 66 yeah. years. I'm 66 years old. Yeah. In my lifetime, that span of my lifetime, we yeah. barely get, you know, flying, I don't know what it was, 50 feet yeah. or the length of the first flight or something to landing on the moon. Unbelievable. Yeah. Fantastic. But that requires, by the way, one of the Wright brothers, both of them, but one of them didn't believe it's even possible like a year before, right? So like not just possible soon, but like yeah. ever. So, 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 you know. How important is it to believe and be optimistic is what I guess. Oh yeah, asking. it is important. It's when it goes crazy, when, when, when. I gotta stop, okay? Please tell me that that's not real. It's not only real, but it, how can you keep up with it? I mean, you can edit. You can edit so many of those. It, 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 <laughs> it, 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 just edit. We do that in the podcast. Sometimes we 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 get stuck, and, that, and, that, and that, that's okay. But the listener should 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 shouldn't have to listen to 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 to, to it as well. No. Just cut it. It, it just takes two seconds on the c c c computer. It sounded like a DJ scratch 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 scratching. Just edit it. It doesn't require that 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 much work. And let me tell you something. It makes a huge 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 difference to the listener because it's rit 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 really annoying. I'm telling you, and all I got from that was, is it important to be optimistic? Right. He couldn't just be like, yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> nice and easy. Just yes. Yes. That's it. Yes, it's important to be optimistic. You talk about moon landing and the Wrights brother. He get one brother, wasn't sure a week before. Who are you lying to? Oh, all of a sudden you have his diary? One of the Wright brothers? Which one? Jeff? Yeah, because it wasn't Paul. Because everybody knows he was optimistic about his goal. Right. He was the one that was optimistic. Jeff apparently wasn't, according to Lex Friedman, uh, since he read Jeff's diary. Why are we talking about the Wright brothers a week before they invented flight? Right. Okay. What are we talking about? I thought this was about artificial intelligence uh, and robotics. And I'm having somebody uh, re 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 repeat themselves. Okay. All this tells me is that whoever invented robotics is not a good public speaker. Right. All right. And Lex Friedman, the podcast host, is lazy. Okay. I'm starting to lose confidence. All right. But uh, hopefully this gets better. What else you got? Found this one called Mindscape Podcast. See, this sounds promising. And I picked this episode by Cheris 
Kubrin on criminology, incarceration, and hip-hop. Oh, see, that's all me, me, and you. Right, that's why I picked it. We have this impression that you can, if you're sufficiently wealthy, buy your way out of almost any conviction. Oh, it goes to so many different things. So you can do studies early on to identify who the ideal juror is for a case. Mm. Right. So if you have resources, you can do interviews, focus groups. The attorneys can right. identify who ideal jurors are. They are able to, um, you know, at every stage of the way, they're able to use those resources to help the client in their case, get certain kinds of experts present in the courtroom. High pay, you know, high cost expert witnesses that will come in and and help the case, right? Just at, yeah. at different stages like that. But it's interesting. So it's not just straight out corruption. It's just that there's so many moving parts that if you have enormous resources, you can game all of them to maximize your chances of getting free. Exactly. That's it. That's what you're talking about. How money makes a difference? Yeah, I think we knew that already. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? When did this episode come out? 1972? <laughs> uh, what is this? I mean, I never studied law. I never read a law book, but I watched the O.J. Simpson trial. You don't even have to watch the O.J. Simpson trial. Just watch any legal drama or comedy yeah. on TV or film. What date was that released? June 21st of this year. See, I refuse to accept that. It should be June 21st of like 1955. You know, where it's like, oh, really? Money can make a difference? You mean when a defendant can afford high-powered attorneys, they can game the system to their advantage? Ooh, is that why the public defender is at an extreme disadvantage when they go up against private attorneys? Because the private attorneys have more time to spend on their cases and more money to hire experts? Oh, mind-blown sarcasm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Come on, for real? This is supposed to be intellectually inspiring? This is Mindscape? No. This is Mind Dumb. We should change the podcast to Mind Dumb. Stating the obvious in criminology, psychology, and hip-hop. Why don't you give me something along their lines of intellectually uninspiring fact about hip-hop? The hip-hop sense of fashion is one that shows people wearing baggy clothes. I've seen that. I've seen I've seen the baggy uh, jeans for example that fall uh below the buttocks showing yeah. off the underwear that they're wearing. That's correct and oftentimes they choose uh different uh colorations while also employing a belt yet the belt uh does not succeed in this case because the pants uh still fall. Correct. Uh, while they raise the, their pants, uh, nonetheless, uh, their pants succumb to the weight, shall I say, of the material. And gravity. And gravity. That's yep. a great point. Thank you for that. And instead of tightening the belt more, yes, yes. they uh, use their hands yes. to lift the pants back up. That's correct. But uh, only doing so temporarily because, once again, uh, gravity, as you state, correct. Uh, wins the day. Yes. Hip-hop. At its best. Found this podcast called Dark Horse. Okay. And I found this episode, number 98, titled 
everybody's a critic. Now, this is not sounding intellectually inspiring at all. The title of the podcast sounds like a mystery, and the title of the episode sounds like street talk. Everyone's a critic, but you really talk about haters. Right. Everybody's a hater. Okay, so this has almost like the potential for some comedy. Or am I getting my hopes up? <laughs> it sounds like you are. Right, let's take a listen. There's a process, for example, called reworking, right? There are certain things like clan relics of populations that they have uh, run across to destroy them, right? That is some sort of an evolutionary lineage against lineage instinct, and we are seeing it. We yeah. are watching, yeah. right, the destruction of... It's one of the reprehensible evolutionary instincts. It's a reprehensible evolutionary instinct that we are seeing within our own culture, right? Yes. The tearing down of statues, yeah. the fact that the elk statue in portland you know was successfully removed by crazy people who you know obviously couldn't possibly have had a complaint about you know the abhorrent views of elk okay you know what i find reprehensible uh this podcast okay <laughs> abhorrent another great word yeah like this podcast i find extremely abhorrent What's abhorrent mean? I can't tell you exactly uh, because it, I can only describe it. Like, I can only be like, this podcast that we're <laughs> listening to is abhorrent. But why don't you give me the formal definition and let's see how on point I am. Okay, here it is. Abhorrent. Inspiring disgust and loathing. Repugnant. Yeah, all of that. Yeah, that that's definitely what I would call that podcast. I would call his voice abhorrent. I, mean, I don't even know what he was talking about. You understand? Like that guy could be talking about Christmas and he would make me hate Christmas. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I think it was starting to get political. Right. Right. With statutes and I don't know what. But it's like, it's not even about being political. It's about being boring. How you find that intellectually inspiring? How is that podcast on a list of podcasts that make you think? I, I don't know, because my cerebral cortex was abhorrent to that. My cerebral cortex was being reduced in size, okay? <laughs> this should be on a list of, like, podcasts that inspire disgust and loathing. Here's a list of podcasts that you will find repugnant, and this is number one, Dark Horse. Even that title, that should have been our first clue. Yes. I mean, look at the definition. Read it one more time inspiring disgust that's it there's your there's your inspiration yeah. you want something intellectually inspiring uh how about something that inspires disgust i didn't say what it was inspiring so it does inspire it uh -huh. just inspires disgust and loathing alphabetically art barking abacanasia who i hate you R&B Benson who? I hate you. Hate, hate, hate. Hate, hate, hate. Double hate. Loathe entirely. All right, last one. I can't do any more of these. Please tell me you have finally found the most intellectually inspiring podcast out there. Well, at least by the title, this one should be. Go ahead. It's called The Knowledge Project. That's it. This is it. This is Bingo. And I picked the episode titled Failing on Our Way to Mastery. Which is exactly what we've been experiencing. Exactly why I picked it. Utter failure on our way to finding, apparently, this podcast. Right. Let's take a listen. I've never said these out loud, so I'm going to try them with you first. 
And you shouldn't hire a coach to teach you how to run a marathon without getting tired. And if you're going to do this work of emotional labor, you're going to become afraid. You're going to get fatigued. You're going to feel like giving up. You can't make that go away. That's part of what it means to do emotional labor. The question is, what emotional labor do you want to sign up for? And when do you want to do it? And what do you get in return? And there are definitely people who are so privileged, they don't have a requirement to do labor, emotional or otherwise. And I don't think those people um, are very happy because part of what makes us modern humans is we are on and we are off. And when we're on, we're doing some sort of labor. I don't know about you, but I got really confused by what he was talking about. I know he was talking about emotional labor. Yes. But this took a lot of mental labor. Exactly why I was confused, because I feel like when it went through my ears, yeah. it started to try to find the cerebral cortex, yeah. but it was just like bouncing around without yeah. an end in sight. It like didn't a, know what yeah, to do. Like a short circuit. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't making any sense. At all. Yeah. This emotional labor. And he said some people are privileged. They don't have to do it, but they're not happy because he lost me when he said modern humans. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So are we modern humans? So what What about what about people in the past are not modern? What right. were they? Or what is he saying that the people in the past did better uh, and, and we're not? Well, or? No, I see. Are they past humans? Uh, I don't understand this modern humans thing. You see what I'm saying? And again, with the voice, if you're trying to put me to sleep, okay, then just say it. Say, this episode will put you to sleep in under 10 seconds, <laughs> right? I'm going to be speaking about emotional labor. You won't even get to the end of the sentence before you're asleep. I think all these episodes could have been labeled under mindful meditation because they have that voice yeah. that, that with soothing music, like you said. It's not just the voice. It's the guest. Yeah. It's the guest and the topic. It's everything. It's just everything. But this guy at least sounds like he had some potential, right? Because he started talking about emotional labor. Like, you know, anytime you talk about terms that you've never heard before, right? Like your emotions doing work. Right. That's interesting, right? But he never really got to it. He just talked about the importance of it. So let's give it one more shot. Okay. When we say, I am talking to myself, nobody thinks that's a weird thing to say. Who is I and who is yourself? Why does it feel so normal to have two voices in our head? Because we all do. One voice is hyperliterate and ver verbal and vocal and a critic. It is responsible for getting us to fit in all the way. The other voice, not that good at being verbal. That self is the one that wants to make things better, that's curious, that's inquisitive, that might color outside the line. And it's the first voice that is mostly in control. And so when we look at great shortcuts and hacks like morning pages, they exist to bypass the first voice. That so many of the things that creative people do as part of their practice exist to make the first voice, the monkey mind, be a little calmer so that the other voice can be trusted enough to speak up. Okay, this guy is telling me that I'm a schizophrenic now. That I'm crazy. Yeah. I got a monkey voice in my head? I have multiple voices in my head. Right, and one of them is a monkey voice, and the <laughs> monkey voice is the, the mature one? Because yeah. he said that's the verbal one, 
and the creative one is not as verbal and you want to get the nonverbal one to quiet the monkey verbal one. Well, if the monkey one is the verbal one. Right. And that's the critic, which I didn't know monkeys were critical. Yeah, neither did I, because anytime I've seen them. Like at the zoo or stuff, right. they're, they're really not criticizing. Right. They're, they're just wanting your food. Or they're doing what you're doing. <laughs> right. Monkey see, monkey do. Mimicking you. Right. Monkeys are not going to be like, you know what? Um, you shouldn't be doing that to me. You shouldn't be waving at me like that. Uh, you shouldn't have worn that. No, you shouldn't have worn that. I don't like the way you're dressed and I don't like the way you're looking at me. Monkeys are just happy. <laughs> yeah. Right. Maybe the monkey should be the nonverbal creative one, because if the if the monkey is the critic, then what animal represents the other voice? That would be a tiger. Then you see it as a tiger. Yeah. See, I see it as a sloth. <laughs> well, because he said it's nonverbal. Right. He says it's like not really developed. So it's really slow yeah. and undeveloped. It's just kind of laying there. And it takes forever to get information to you. Yeah, exactly. Because you got the monkey, right? Jumping around, going all over the place, being a critic, shutting everything down. And the sloth, according to this guy, is just kind of like, eh, you know, I don't really know how to speak. I don't really know how to verbalize. And if I do anything, the monkey's going to criticize it anyway. Oh, I thought you were going to say the monkey's going to choke me out because <laughs> the, the monkey's angry. Right. You know what I mean? He's he, a it, fierce monkey. Yeah, it's an angry monkey, you know, because this is not a monkey see, monkey do monkey. This is no. like a, a monkey see, monkey kill. This isn't like a monkey that you would have as a pet, like the little nice ones. No, this is the mean monkey. Yeah. You know what I mean? and, they're, and they're out there. Like with big fang teeth. Yes. That their mouth opens up and you're like, I'm going to die. Yeah, they make that sound. Like that. Listen, I gave it a shot, okay? But it just got twisted. I don't need somebody telling me that I got emotional work to do. And by the way, while you're at it, go into therapy because you've got voices, one of which is of a monkey in your head. Get rid of all the voices in your head. And just be free. Be yourself. Get rid of all the voices in your head and just listen to a comedy podcast. Ah. Like, um, oh, I know. The Ellie Castro Show. Yes, that, that one. one. <laughs> that was The Ellie Castro Show. I am Ellie Castro. And I'm Jose Rodriguez. For more information on my upcoming shows, you can go to EllieCastro.com and you can follow me on social media under Ellie Castro Comedy. You can follow me on social media under Jose A-Rod. Remember that my book is on sale, made for this, on EllieCastro.com. I'm also available on Cameo under Elisardi Castro. And keep leaving us those five-star reviews. We love reading them on the air. Don't forget me, gente. Life is so much better when you're laughing. Forget about being intellectually inspired. Just Laugh. It's good for you. Hasta la próxima. Palante. Yeah!